Hello, and welcome to another episode of Paving the Way. I'm Seth Amoa, a.k.a. Essay. I'm here with KJL, also known as Katie Jean-Louis, or the other way around. Uh, we're here with someone very uh, special that's from Montreal, uh, Morianov, and also Pike X. Um, got, grew up watching him play, you know, and uh, he's just a very, very unique competitive baller, Mr. Ernst LaRoche. Merci, merci, merci d'avoir accepté l'invitation. On t'envoie un message qui directement t'a dit que tu voulais faire euh, l'interview. So, merci encore. Peut-être tu ne le sais pas, mais tu es comme un mentor pour moi, vu que je sais que tu as grandi à Montréal-Nord. Puis mon frère, c'est la même génération que toi. Puis il me disait toujours, comme quand tu vas au parc, puis on te voyait jouer, il disait toujours, il faut que tu regardes comment il joue. Ce gars-là n'a pas peur de rien. Puis ça, on va parler de ton histoire, puis je pense qu'il y a beaucoup de personnes qui vont apprendre de ton story. So, merci encore d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Yeah, respect, respect. Uh, yeah, man. Park extension first. Regarde Park X. Yeah. Après ça, je regarde Montréal-Nord. So, you know, <laughs> il faut mettre les affaires en ordre. But yeah, you know, C'est comme si vous êtes, you know, des, des, des frères pour moi. You know, Seth, on a grandi ensemble. Puis yo, Kenny avec ton frère, puis toi. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Yo, you know. You know, I want to help Montreal as, as much as I can. So, you know, everything to help everybody out, I'll do it. Okay. Merci, man. So, when did you start playing ball? Yeah, I started at 10 in uh, Park X. I played at uh, Barclay. Then I started playing at uh, Park X. Everybody, that was the place to be, like on Saturdays, Sundays. Everybody would go play there, you know, set nose at uh, St. Clair Laird. You know, we would go play there. So that's how I started. My bro was playing, and then I just started playing after them. So that's how I started. Okay. Is there is there a reason why you chose basketball and not soccer? Because you know, soccer was pretty. Uh, Park Jari was right there. You know, there's a lot of soccer players that from Park X too. So is there a reason why you went for basketball and not soccer? Now I was playing a little bit of soccer, and then uh, you know, I just played basketball because everybody was playing ball and. That was the thing to do, play ball. I live right next to the to Park X, to, so I was always there. So that's why I started and just kept at it, you know. Can, can you talk a little bit about how your brother impacted you because he was a great basketball player and probably had an impact on you? Yeah, so my brother, Evans Laroche, uh, yeah, he was a really good player. Uh, you know, we started playing, you know, yeah, N1. That's how we really started it, with the dribbles and stuff like that. And then I got my big brother, uh, Jeff Laroche. Um, he too was good. He was really good, but he stopped playing. But uh, yeah, I was seeing my brother play and you know do all the moves, and so I wanted to do the same. So that's how I started. And then you know, like Winchell and like Richard, you know, those are those are guys that you know we grew up together, and then we just we were competitors, but friends, and so all our circle really, you know, helped me, you know, wanted to play ball and stuff like that. I want to know, like, how did you, because you stood out, you know, especially from at Paget when I used to watch you play. It Was there something you were doing on the side, like how, how in practices, like what would you do it, like on your downtime? You went to the gym, what, like, that made you... So I got to give a, I got to give a shout out to Robert, you know, this is, uh, we, were, yeah. we were fortunate to have him. Um, For me, he's still one of the best coach in Montreal, you know. And uh, yeah, like I would go to his practices in the, in, in, in the summer and I would, I would work on my game, you know. And 
I stood out. I didn't even know, but like having Winchell and having Richard uh, really helped me elevate, you know. Like I would come to school and, yo, he has a new move. So I'm like, let me get this move. And then I would come with some new move and it was still my move. So it was like a circle, you know. Yeah. So that's how we got better, but we didn't even know. We were having fun. We were playing ball all day, every day, you know. And we had, uh, you know, shorts underneath our, our jeans every time. We were that ready. Was, that was back in the day. That was the move. <laughs> we were ready every time. Yeah, we were ready, though. Yeah. Puis ta première équipe, c'était quoi? C'était Pagé? C'était quoi ta première équipe sérieuse? Non, c'était Parkex. J'avais joué pour Parkex quand j'étais jeune. Ouais, je pour, you know, si tu vas à Parquet, tu vas voir euh, la première bannière là, qui est là. Euh, J'avais joué mini, puis on avait gagné un tournoi. So, c'est vraiment à Parquet que j'ai commencé. Puis euh, c'est quand tu as, as fait le switch à Pagé, parce que tu sais, tu as joué pour Pagé, right? Ouais, non. Euh, quand j'allais au secondaire. So, quand je jouais pour Parquet, j'étais au primaire, j'étais à Barclay. Puis oh, quand j'allais à Lucien Pagé, j'ai joué pour Lucien Pagé. Puis Pagé, You know, at the time was the superpower. It still is, but so much history at Page. You know, everybody in Montreal know about Page. So, did yeah. you feel, did you feel? I guess were you nervous or you like going on your team at Page, knowing the history behind it? Did you feel like, oh man, I have to live up to this, or it's like, how how did you go into it? Nah, I never thought about that. I nah. just went and played. You know, mm -hmm. we I didn't even know at the time. You know, but. Uh, Yeah, we had a lot of people that helped us, like Jarson, you know, he was a great basketball player back in the days, and he helped us, you know, do the transition pretty fast, pretty easy. So it wasn't no pressure or nothing to live up to Page, you know, we just, we just did it. Puis c'est à quel moment tu t'es dit, OK, comme je vais aller au Cégep, je veux après aller aux States, à quel moment tu t'es dit, OK, je suis assez bon? Est-ce qu'il y a une game, this one game, and high school or civil that you score, I don't know, 40 points, or you had a triple the one, you say, you know what, I think I can make a living playing ball? Uh, well, when I was younger, I, I, I thought, you know, I was watching uh, college every Saturday on CBS, so I just knew I wanted to go to college. You know, my mm -hmm. school was uh, St. John and Boston College, you know, so I knew I had to get to that level to reach, you know, my goals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, I played a lot of games, but uh, we played against uh, Chris Joe in uh, in the finals. He gonna tell you that. And uh, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah, was, it was a crazy game. Oh man, man yeah. Yeah, Pajé against Dawson, and it was a triple overtime game, and. Uh, That's how I knew, like, okay, I have a chance to, you know, uh, make it. Mm -hmm. And is there a reason why you chose? Because I, I know you went to, you went to Vanier. Is there a reason why you didn't go to Dawson? Because I know your brother went there. So is there a reason why you chose to go to Vanier and not go to Dawson? Man, you know, you know what? I had that, those I wanted to go to Dawson, uh, uh, but they told me not to go to Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> who, who told you not to go to Dawson? Huh? Who told you not to go to Dawson? Uh, people told me not to go to Dawson. Okay, okay. Why not? Why not? You know, uh, the circumstances of, you know, people going to Dawson. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love the coach. The coach, the, Wayne is, you know, one of the best coach, you know, and, and uh, CJ. But, uh, yeah, there was a, 
a tuck in a city that, you know, if you go to Dallas, you're not going to go nowhere. So, you know, my brother was at Dallas and Vanier was the right fit for me. It was perfect. You know, it was in the, in Saint uh, For me, the transition from Paget to, to CJEP, I needed to go somewhere like, like, like uh, Vanier because it was, add a little bit of everything, you know. So mm. that's why I chose Vanier. Did, did, did JD recruiting you or no? Oh, yeah, JD, uh, it was, uh, he kind of like recruited me, but yeah, I, I had my mind on Vanier and Dawson. Yeah, Vanier was the best, you know, Andy uh, recruited me and Andy really made me feel like, you know, it was the best uh, school for me. And, you know, we all know, Andy got all the contacts. Yeah. And Andy and JD, so it's either. Yeah. And then I decided I wanted okay. to go to uh, Vanny. Yeah. Okay. Puis, uh, juste savoir comme c'est où tu as eu cette mentalité-là. Parce que my, the first game that I watched was Momo against Vanny uh, because my brother was at Momo at the same time you, you were playing for Vanny. Uh, and I came and I saw you play, and your first year you were killing right away. And at that time, like, First year player was not playing that much in the first year, but you first year started right away. You look like a veteran the first day. So how did you get that mentality that you know what? I don't care. I'm the youngest. I'm gonna kill right away. So where do you get that mentality? From the north side, you already know. You know, see Montreal North Park somewhere who m'a donné cette mentalité là, and you already know. I'm a zoo, so you know you gotta go hard every time you're on the court, you know. So that's why, come, you know. And the people before me, you know, you know the likes of like Steve Alexander, the Manix, you know, Amza, my brother, mm -hmm. you know, they showed me the way. This they showed me that's how you gotta, you know, be on the court. So yeah, and I, you know, I, I love to play. So yeah, and also like my brother was always telling me, you know what. Maybe you see uh, Ernst is killing, but he's really, really humble. So you was telling me that you were always telling him, you know what, keep your head up because he was not playing that much. And even me, probably you don't remember, but my first year, Team Quebec, U15, and you were U17, U17 I think your last year, and you were always giving me like tips, like you guess, like, oh, you need to do that. That's how you need to approach the game. And I, right now is what, 10 years later, and I still remember that. So... How do you stay like humble? Maybe that's maybe a stupid question, but it's most people who I guess killing right away, they try to act cocky and stuff, but you were always humble and helping the next guy beside you. Yeah, because you know, um I always want to help out, you know. Uh I come from a family of like brothers and we you know, we stick out for each other like we we want the, the, the next guy to do to do good, you know. And uh I was always you know, I'm not I'm not no LeBron James, you know, so why would I be, you know, cocky or anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how I always stay humble. And then my, the way my parents raised me as well, you know, um, kept me humble. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to know, because at Vanier, when you were, um, at what point did you tell yourself, you know what? Um, I think you're ready for the next step, which is to go D1, which everyone knew you were going to go D1, you know, just by the way you played. And at what point did you, were you like, oh, man, I think it's time. Man, I thought I was ready after, after Paget. You know? <laughs> 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 this guy, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, my, 
my really intention was I wanted to go to high school in the States, you know. Okay. That was my intention. And then when I got to Vanny, I was like, shit, I just want to do one year. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up doing two years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after the second year, I was like, okay, I, uh, I'm ready to leave. And, you know, I had set my, my mind of the latest would be two years, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just talking about that, like, I have, I have some insight because I was talking to my brother before the interview. <laughs> and and, and he, was, he, was, he was telling me that your first year, I think probably like, Yeah, first first year, um, he saw you in the bus, and then in your bag you had like you had a bunch of letters. Your first year, so can you talk about like who who was recruiting you your first year? Like I think it's unheard of, like getting recruited. Man, I, I got to look. I got to look. I had a I had <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a couple schools, but it was I had letters and uh, you know uh, different schools, man. Uh, uh, I gotta think. Uh, right, yeah. I think main uh, teams like uh, Vermont, and then teams like uh, uh, Stetson, uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay. Uh, uh, what other school? Yeah, schools like that. Like, uh, yeah, those. Uh, made you, those the- what? What? What made you decide to go to New Mexico? Man, I went there and the talent was unbelievable. Like I had already taken like two visits to Fairly Dickinson, and I went to I went to visit Wisconsin Green Bay. And I was uh, it was a good team, but as soon as I reached New Mexico, and I saw the guys, I'm like, yo, them guys hoop like. And we had a we had a lot of guys that that were supposed to play at big schools, but because of grades and Okay. Circumstances, they ended up at New Mexico, you know? Okay. So I go to the school. First of all, it's hot. You know, it's not like Montreal. It's like mm-hmm. 30 degrees in, in winter, you know? So I go there. I see the arena. I've never seen a 15,000-seat arena in my life, you know? And I was like, yo, this is dope. I remember I was with the coach looking at the, the arena. I was like, yo. And then I, they had a practice gym. Like, it's basically like you have the arena. Then just you walk a little bit and you have the practice gym, you know. And I was like, you know, usually you play on the team. You have the your main court. That's your mm-hmm. practice gym and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. For me, it was like, man, I got to come here. So the, the arena, you know, the people and, you know, the, the teammates. The teammates was, you know, I've never seen guys that talented. So that's why, like, I chose uh, New Mexico. Okay, and also I was looking at your stats and uh, game log, and a crazy stat is you play 135 games and you start 135 games. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, damn, like, how was your mentality? Because you start all the game at Vanier, then you go to the States, where at that time some people were going to the state, but didn't have much, a, yeah. yeah, and didn't have a big impact. And you right away, freshman year, you started right away. So how was your mentality and yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I told myself is like, I'm not gonna come back. You know, I'm not coming back to Montreal. Cause you had a lot of guys that would go, but mm-hmm. after one year or two years, they would come back, you know? Yeah. But my mindset was like, I'm not coming back, you know? And when I got there, I wasn't, I was like, it was 15 players. I was probably like the 15 players. Like I wasn't, 
them guys was way better than me, you know. But and then I wasn't used to the speed and everything. So, you know, I, I remember I was getting picked last in an open gym and stuff like that. And guys wasn't messing with me the first month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, like I got this game and I played. Nah, so my mind, I was determined, and you know, every night we would play, and then I would every night I would come back and get some shots. You know, I'll get some like a hundred to two hundred shots, play one on one with one of my teammates, and yeah, like after like the first week I was getting better, the second week, the third week, after a month when I started like doing my thing. They started picking me from the 15 player to like I was on the second team, you know. So yeah, it was a hard work, and uh, it wasn't easy. It was like we were three point guards, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I just how I stood out was I started playing defense, you know. And now I don't play no defense, but back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> back in the days, man, I would pick up full court, full court. And that's how I made my money. They're like, oh, okay. And then I was a good passer, and then I could shoot. So it's like I'm locking up, I'm passing the ball, and then I'm shooting. So everybody's starting like, oh, we like playing with him, you know? I was not selfish like the Americans, you know? I was unselfish Canadian kid, you know? So that's, that's how, you know, I got to, like, get my starting position. And then I started being more comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. And then we had, like, great scores on the team. So, at first, I was just playing defense and hitting my shots. And then when they left, I started picking up the, the scoring load. And, you know, I was uh, – basically, I was a machine there, you know. Yeah. I started basketball, basketball, basketball. I sold my Xbox, and then I was just straight basketball. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I I know one uh, one of the years you made the the Sports Center on top ten. Yeah, by that play, out because like to see that, especially coming from you know Park X or Moyanol, you know, and you now on Sports Center top ten, that was huge. You know, it wasn't no small. You know, like it wasn't real. It wasn't like a. It was like wow. If Ernst is there, you that just kind of no lie gave a lot of people here just that off that one play. You know. It gives a lot of people here hope, like, wow, if Ernst is there doing all that, for sure I could, you know, for sure. And I just want to say thank you for, you know, going there and working hard, man, because it really opened a lot of doors for a lot of, not just Montreal, but Canadian players, you know, to go down south, you know. So just want to give that thanks there, you know. Thanks, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah that play was crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I, yo I, you fell, you got a block, <laughs> lay up, yo. <laughs> You're on a hype, bro. Remember, yo, remember this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember, right? Yo, trust. Est-ce qu'il y avait des stéréotypes, le fait que t'es Canadien, puis je sais que t'étais le seul, ta première année, t'étais le seul Canadien, right, dans l'équipe? Non, ben ouais, ouais, j'étais le seul Canadien dans le team, ouais. Puis est-ce qu'il y avait des stéréotypes? Ah. Soft Canadian, you know, I don't know. They never said so, but, you know, they were like, oh, we're nice and we're – and to be honest, we are nice yeah, because we don't have the same uh, structure than in the States, you know. Mm. And, yeah, we got hoods. We got, you know, certain stuff here. But when I when I saw the hoods over there, I thought it was a third world 
country type vibe, you know. And wow. those guys are hungry, so it's a different mindset. But you know, you know, like I told you, like I, I got the zoo in me, like a Haitian <laughs> fire. I got Ghana too, man. You know, yeah, I that's it. You know, you have you 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 have Ghanaian, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got have Ghanaian, man. I, you know, I always got my flag. Because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I've seen like that. The first year, you were un des premiers Canadiens. Après ta deuxième année, il y a eu plus de Canadiens. Après ta troisième année, vous étiez quatre Canadiens. Après ta quatrième année, il y avait deux autres Canadiens. So, moi, comme moi, moi, comment moi je le vois, c'est OK, un, c'était le premier. Il a bien joué. Puis le coach a dit, tu sais quoi, elle joue bien, on va aller chercher des Canadiens. Moi, c'est comme ça que je le vois. Tu vois ça? Ben, c'était comme ça. Ils ont pris un riz sur moi. And then, ils ont vu, oh, c'est un bon risque. Like, high reward. Like, et c'est comme si moi, ils m'ont vu. Ils ont dit, oh, he's gonna come and play sporadic minutes and help when he can. But when I, when I came and I had the impact on, on defense and what I was doing, you know, even at school, you know, I was a good student. So they're like, no headed and good player. We're gonna, we're gonna get more of them. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. This, and I first, at one time, we were like probably five Canadian or something like that. Yeah, that was a money. Okay. Yeah. How was it? Because I know um, you guys did a tour. You guys came down to Montreal, you know, and played a couple of games. How was that playing in front of your family? Man, that was crazy. That was that was the highlight of my four years there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I remember we were in a big bus, you know, autobus voyageur, and then we like. I told my coach, we should do a barbecue. Like, that's when barbecue started. And I did a barbecue when I signed to go to, to school. And I'm like, we should do a barbecue at my house. And the coach is like, yeah, let's do a barbecue. And then I called some of my friends and stuff like that. And, yo, we're in Montreal North, a big New Mexico State bus. <laughs> Easy, seven-footer, six-ten, six-nine, just walking, getting off the bus and coming to my house. Yo, everybody was shocked. Wow. It was like, it was a highlight. It, you know, it was a proud moment for me. It was like to show people like, you know, those people, even though they're monsters, but like see the human beings, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, that was a highlight. Everybody loved it. And then we played a couple games. I remember, you know, my whole, the whole, it's like I'm playing against McGill, but everybody's rooting for us because I'm there, you know? Yeah. Yo, look, I did a spin move. I didn't even do nothing. I just did a little spin move for two minutes. Ah, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had a lot of love, man. It was, it was love when I came back. Nice. P.S. Uh, comment jeu pour uh, Team Haiti? Oh, that was another... That was another highlight of my career, you know? It was uh, something that I would have never taught, you know. Uh, it was nice, man. You play for your country, and you just you just got an extra vibe to it, you know, because you got like, even though they're Haitian from different places, they're all Haitian. So it was the first time being on the team and representing, and the chemistry was there from Rip, you know. And uh, yeah, it was it was a great moment. We got to see the president, and uh, it was it was great. Uh, um, I, I want to know um, when you were at uh, New Mexico, you uh, you guys won your conference, and then you guys got a ticket to the March Madness. How, explain, explain that whole experience. 
Man, it was it was nice, man. We were playing like it was it was at first the game was tough, man. Like my conference was really tough. We had like good players and good teams. And at my first year, we were in the semifinal and we were winning the whole time against Utah State. They had two NBA guys on the team. And we were winning by 13. We thought we were gonna win. And then, you know, uh they hit up they came back and we were up one and they ended up shooting a shot with like four seconds left that went in and we lost like our dream was crushed like i thought i was gonna go to the march madness this year but we lost and then the next year it just motivated us so the next year we played against you know i think first round we played against paul george and we could those guys couldn't beat us we beat them and then we played against another guy that, that played in the NBA, uh, Luke Babbitt and Armand Johnson. And then we beat them, buzzer beater by my man uh, Jamar Young. And then we played against Utah State in the final. It was a crazy game. Like the gym was packed, like 15,000 people screaming. And Utah State had the best fans, you know. And uh, it was, we were underdogs. But we came in ready. Like, we were, we had anger. And then, we, yeah, the game was back and forth, back and forth. And finally, like, the last minute, we had, a, like, a lead of five points, six points, seven points. And then we won. It was crazy. Like, who would have thought that, that yeah. you know, that I was going to the Morse Madness. And we go to Morse Madness. And I, I'm not even the, the top player, but – I. There's probably like 20 cameras of me, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we go to practice. Yeah, we escorted by the police. There's probably like two police in front of us, two police behind us. And yeah, the, we played in uh, the Portland Trailblazers Arena. That was crazy. We played against, we played against German uh, Green, Michigan State, you know? That was crazy. And we lost by three. We almost beat them. And uh, that was, you know, it was uh, unbelievable to see even Draymond Green there. Yeah. Yeah, we almost had them, though. That was, that was, that was, uh, if we would have won, it would have been yeah. something crazy, you know. What, what seed, what seed were, were you guys, uh, when you guys played uh, Michigan State? What seed? We were uh, 11. Okay. Okay, and did you, you guys meet the um, March Madness your fourth year? Or? Yeah, I did my my March my, my I made it to the March Madness uh, my last year. Uh, we played against Indiana. We played against uh, Oladipo. We played against Tyler Zeller, and they had a uh, what's his name? They had they had another NBA guy too. He's a six ten pound forward. Uh, Yeah, so Oladipo wasn't what he is now. No, but, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was. He was nice, but he wasn't the Oladipo now. Now yeah. he's a But I remember uh, Tyler Zeller. I've never seen a seven footer run as fast as me. Like this guy was faster than me, and he's seven foot. You know, and that was crazy. Like I remember, like I had to be back because he was so fast. And man, we would run. The seven footer like running side to side with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was it was it was nice, man. It was nice.
So, so would you say Zeller was the best player that you played against uh, during your four years, or did you, who, who was the best uh, team that you played and best player that you had to guard that you said, oh, you know what, that guy's going to go to the NBA and is going to be like a, a great player? Like you said, Victor Oladipo was not that great. Now he's a all NBA all NBA player, but who else that you played that now maybe you surprised that they are doing good or you they are not doing that good? Uh. From Fresno State, this guy Murray, um, the white lefty that played for Miami Heat, you know. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought he would have made it to the NBA, you know. And he persevered and started killing. I was like, wow, that's like everything's possible. But he was my biggest surprise. I never thought, you know, he was. Was there a moment that you thought that you that NBA crossed your mind? You know what? I never, I never, that's the thing with me. I never thought about it. And then my friend from LA, uh, so we had uh, Jonathan Gibson. He played for the, for the Mavericks and then he played for uh, Boston Celtics. And uh, he, he's from LA. So he's friends with like DeRozan, uh, James Hart and all those guys. And there was another point guard from uh, LA and he's friend with James Harden. Yeah, I remember one time it was like, yeah, like, uh, such a shots can make it to the NBA. And then he's like, yo, Ernst could make it to the NBA too. But it's like it, they were in a conversation and I just passed by, you know. And mm -hmm. I was shocked that he said my name. I was like, yo, I was shocked really because I never thought, like I always thought overseas. And that was a, mis a mistake I did, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, that, that's when I was like, man, there's, there's a possibility. And then they hired Tony Dell. Uh, NBA guy that played for like Boston. For Boston, he was our uh, assistant coach, oh. and he was giving me so much confidence. And yes, that's when I thought like, yo, I could probably go and you know, but I knew I had to be a passer and a defender. You know, now I wasn't gonna be no uh, scorer or whatever, but if I would have did that, you know, but I was focused on other things. That's why like. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I never really fully put my mind into it. J'ai juste une question parce qu'avec qu'est-ce que tu viens de dire, so, est-ce que tu penses les personnes devraient juste avoir un plan A? Parce que quand peut-être tu penses à un plan B, ça veut dire que tu n'es pas, en exemple, sérieux pour le plan A ou tu penses que c'est toujours bon avoir le plan B? Parce que comment je le vois, c'est tu es allé à Bagné, tu as dit tu vas start, tu vas aller à NCA, tu es allé. Mais directement, quand tu es entré, tu as dit que tu pensais directement aller overseas. Pe peut-être d'ici dans ta tête, tu t'aurais dit, tu sais quoi, je vais aller NBA directement, peut-être ça aurait été différent. C'est comme juste une question. Ouais, ouais, ouais. Bon, c'est ça que je dis aux jeunes, c'est ça que je dis à tout le monde. Tu mets ton mind NBA, the highest point possible. Parce que comme... Qu'est-ce que le monde comprend, c'est que comme... Pour y, pour y arriver, là, il faut toujours que tu t'améliores de jour en jour. Il ne faut jamais que tu arrêtes de t'améliorer, tu vois. Mais genre, si tu mets un, un, un objectif qui est bas et tu y arrives, c'est comme si tu es arrivé à ton point, tu n'as plus la motivation, tu vois. Mm -hmm. Mais si tu mets un goal vraiment élevé, genre, tu sais que comme, tu dois toujours y travailler pour y arriver, tu comprends. Ça va être dur, mais ça va te donner la motivation d'y arriver. Ça. Plan A seulement, pas plan B, plan A, puis so when you went um so after when you decided to go i guess overseas 
Um, so did you, how is, how, what, what was the biggest, I guess the biggest challenge in changing from being at New Mexico State and now you're going overseas and now you're going to be on a team with guys that are just as good as you. So what are the biggest transition like? Yeah, the transition, man, first of all, yeah, Europe, you know, mm -hmm. you never, like guys like me and I never thought I would be going to Ukraine and I ended up going to Ukraine and, yeah. You know, uh, at first I was like open-minded going, and then my friend was like, "Yo, you're not scared? There are races out there." So, and then doubt it started coming to my head, and then I go on the plane, and I'm like, "Man, there was no diversity at all in, in the plane." <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't even know who's gonna pick me up, you know. And then finally I go out, I see somebody with the Odessa, then he start, you know, hey, Ernst Roche. And then I started making conversation with him. He doesn't understand. He only knew to, how to say my name and how you doing. And that was it, like, you know? So the transition, it was, you know, and then I got to practice and, you know, you with other, you got other Americans on the team, guys that, you know, have done it. And so the, the way professional and college is, is two different mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. So you gotta have the discipline, the mindset that you're gonna put the work. Because they're not gonna tell you you gotta work out at that time or you gotta do it yourself, you know? And then you get to the competition and then they have a new strategy that I've never heard of, you know? And that was uh, 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 something new for me, you know, like how to do certain pick and rolls, how to play certain defense. It was kind of new. And those were things that I had to learn. And then you play against guys that are good. So that's good. When you play against guys that are good, you get better. Yeah. So for me, I was getting better at the same time learning. So it was a, a grind every day at practice because you got to bring it at every practice, you know. And, uh, yeah, and then I realized, but, you know, you're in the States, you play against, like, strong athletic man yeah yeah you get to europe and you see like a, a fat fat guy and you think oh it's gonna be sweet nah those guys are more dangerous oh yeah because <laughs> you're like how this guy beat me in his slow but those guys are technically better that the little details they know and they're gonna like you know kill you off of the same move you know so those were the like little things that i had to learn those little things Cause me, I was just fast, fast, fast. But it's like, yeah. at one point, you want to conserve energy. So, the OGs uh, on my team was helping me, and so it was a, a a good transition, a smooth transition. Okay. Could you could you give a little message to the I guess the new generation, especially now? Because um, it, it seems like uh, you know how basketball is changing, right? The evolution of the game is changing, and there's a lot more three pointers being shot, and a lot of you know we watch NBA, which is a lot of highlights, crossovers, and people falling and dunking on each other, and I find the technique aspect of it, so like the Tim Duncan, you know, the technical part of it, you know, like uh, Chauncey Billups, Steve Nash, you know, a lot of kids are not watching these and thinking, oh, no, whatever, it's not that, it's not that, it's, not, it's, it's easy, you know, they think it's easy, but can you please explain how if doing that could actually bring them further with their game along with their, uh, like, uh, the athletic ability that, that they were born with? Yeah, because... You know, when you get to the pros or even in college, they're going to have a scouting report on you, you know. So if they know, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're going to get exposed. Mm 
And you're going to go from a great player because of your athletic abilities or your your moves or whatever to like, uh, this guy don't know how to play. But it's just that this kind of report made you, uh, you know, look bad because they focus on your weakness. Mm-hmm. Well, what I tell people is, you got to focus on your weakness, but you got also got to focus on your fundamentals. When you got your fundamentals down packed, they could do all kinds of scheme and defense and traps and stuff like that. But if you got your fundamentals and you're willing to work hard and you work on your body, those little scouting reports are not going to affect you. So like the fundamentals, that's something that, you know, even though you're athletic and you look at the highlights, you always got to work on the little things, the little details, the fundamentals, those are the, like the key to longevity, you know, because mm. you start athletic and you, your athleticism decrease. But if you still get your fundamentals, your fundamentals never going to decrease. It's going to get better, you know. And during all your off-season, what type of workout can you tell, I guess, us and tell the kids what type of workout were you doing to get better every every summer? Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of workouts uh, that I have, you know, written down and stuff like that. But uh, uh, the workouts that I like to do is uh, I like to do everything on the court, you know. I like to do the dribbling part you know, stationary and then moving and then my layups. I work on my layups, you know. I really work on my layups, the finishing, because you never know, of one foot, of two foot. So fadeaways. Uh, and then I work on my, uh, you know, my shot, moving without the ball. Um, I work on, Even on my post move, I work on some post moves, you know, and I work on dribbling and shooting at the same time so i try to like incorporate all aspects of the game and work on all of those yeah um so you play at ukraine and i know you played a couple of more pro teams um so how was i guess how is it going from another pro team to another pro team is it the same i guess is, is it the same um, kind of culture throughout the whole like europe or throughout because basketball at the pro level or what's different about it so certain countries, so certain countries got different basketball culture, you know, like, uh, you know, I played in Argentina. Argentina is more physical. You play in East Europe, they're more technical. They got a lot of shooters. You play in France, it's more athletic. It's more, you know, hard and it's more defense oriented. So it depends on the culture. So at first you don't know. But with me, now that I know, it's different cultures, so you got to adapt. And this is where fundamentals, whatever system or, or culture they have, if you have your fundamentals, you're still going to be able to, like, succeed and excel, you know. So with me knowing, like, countries and, you know, I played in different countries, I know what the season going to behold, you know. Ok, puis c'est quel, quel pays que t'as le plus aimé, genre, jouer? 
Poof, man. For basketball, just because no. there's more than basketball. Okay, 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 man. Spins up, okay, okay, spins up, spins up. Basketball. You know what I mean, man. I can't talk too much. Yeah. Okay, no, okay, okay, okay man. Spins up for basketball. <laughs> Puis deux, tu peux dire comme en général, genre. Oh. For basketball, I would say um, the level. All the level was good, but uh, Ukraine was was really good. France was really good. Argentina was really good, and uh, Hungary was really good. Okay. And in general, in general, Ooh, in general <laughs> man, I would say Argentina, Ukraine. I played in Czech Republic too. That was uh, a yeah. that was some serious. Uh, it was it was nice, uh, and France too was cool. Okay, okay. Um, so after pros, what? Um, I mean, after pro, but like, what are you, what are you doing now, to I guess to basketball wise? Yeah, now so yeah, now right now I'm in Toronto for the moment, and you know I've I've doing I'm doing different things with regardless to basketball, you know, um, you know I'm trying to like help out, coach little kids right now, uh, just show the young kids, you know, how to be a pro and get better um I'm, I'm next year i'm gonna go back overseas okay. um yeah so yeah i'm trying to do like little things on uh business wise you know setting up workouts i wanted to do camps um you know i also got a podcast that i that i did before the uh the coronavirus so yeah. i'm doing like little things to show kids or to make kids believe in that they can be become billionaires uh, millionaires you know because mm-hmm. that's that's the way like if you you know put your craft into basketball you could become a millionaire you could be you know making a living out of basketball so that's why i'm trying to like instill to people because most people in montreal didn't know that that could be a possibility you know mm-hmm. and like like people in new york people in chicago even people in toronto know that okay the pros is a possibility because they have an NBA team. We don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's guys like, you know, us that got to, you know, inspire the youth. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm trying to do, inspire the youth. Okay. Um, yeah. So you said you have a podcast going on right now. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, same thing as, as y'all doing. Uh, just y'all have, y'all have something that, you know, it's similar, but mine is more like I go to people that were supposed to make it to the NBA. Okay. And not the NBA, but the pros, but had circumstances that made them not fulfill, you know, their, their um, you know, their potential. So, uh, and show the kids that, okay, this is the thing to do, this is the thing not to do, you know, and to just show that, um if you able to like focus and not do those little things, you can make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll definitely, we'll put your podcast info in the, in the section below for sure. So all the kids can go check it out. Uh, yeah. It's a, it, it's a really good podcast. I watch uh, the one that you did with uh, CK. So yeah. it, was, it was a really good podcast. And one thing, can you give an advice? Okay. No, um, you have a question? No, it's good okay. Good. Okay. Um, like, let's say someone who's done university either in Canada or in the states, and what's the process after? I, I know top player. I guess there's a bunch of agents who uh, contact them. 
But let's say if you're not a top player, how can you get to the um, pro level? Like, what, what, what's the... Because I know there's a lot of people after their four years or five years in Canada, they're like, oh, I didn't get any contact or no one, or no agent talked to me. So, I, you know what? I'm just going to stop basketball. So, do you have any advice or tip you can give them? Yeah, well, I got a little booklet that's coming out this weekend. Y'all should go get it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> little promo. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, those those guys that wasn't recruited or that didn't get no agent um there's some uh showcase available uh through them in the states and europe you know to get seen and to you know if they fall under the crack that you know yeah i can actually play you know and uh, luckily now uh you know there's more avenue for canadians to go to the pros and uh You know, even though they didn't get recruited, they could still, you know, um, um, write to agents and show their sent tapes and stuff like that. There's ways that they can, you know, mm-hmm. get in contact with agents. And from there, you know, if they don't get the love as somebody that went from a big school, they might have to start in lower leagues, you know, and then from lower leagues, they go up and up and up. Uh, so that would be like the, the way to, to do it. Okay. Okay. So we'll definitely put your, uh, the, the booklet. It's just coming out soon. Yeah. It's coming out, uh, this weekend. So this weekend. Okay. Definitely. We'll put it. Yeah. So if anybody wants information, just contact us or we'll put Ernst's contact info, you know, that, so you guys can go check it out. I think are really good, you know, especially for, like Kenny said, people that aren't maybe not, not being looked right away, you know? different avenue and it could go definitely so uh my question uh what are, you, what are you doing right now to stay active during this whole pandemic situation going on oh, i'm still working out uh okay. it's funny i got a, a thing I, i did flyers hello yeah yeah so yeah now i'm helping kids i, I do some workouts on zoom you know for little kids okay uh, uh you know uh that's what i do i work out uh uh i read a lot i read a lot nowadays uh about business-minded books uh self-improvement i took a class on computer science now that's what i'm doing and i'm focusing on a couple projects that i'm uh, that i'm doing i'm focusing on uh, uh products that i want to put on, on my website so, so there's a lot of things that i'm doing actually coronavirus was it's a blessing in disguise you know it's kind of like making me focus on little things, you know? So those are the things that I'm working on right now. Okay. Seth, you have another question before you play the I'm, game? I'm good. I'm good. We can play. Okay. So my game is, can you name your all-time team from PG to center, the, the best player that you play with? Top five. Top five. Uh, in Montreal? No, a- any, anywhere, anywhere. That I'm, my top five? Yeah, Montage, yeah. Vanier, New Mexico, Pro. Top oh five. man, no, some of the ah, uh, okay, well, <laughs> um, that I played with on my team or just like on the um, that you played say, with, open no, gym, that, that, no, uh, yeah, anywhere you know that you played with, open gym, yeah, yeah, that you played with, yeah, anywhere, yeah. You Ooh. can have a you, you can have a six man if you want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, Jonathan Gibson. He played for the Boston Celtics. I would put him as my one. Uh, 
I played with uh, Larry O'Bannon. He played at Louisville. Uh, he's really good uh, as my two. Uh, I would say as my three. Oh, I would put um, a guy called Bun Jesse. He played in, in France. He's a high flyer. He plays for a Euro, Euro, uh, uh, Euro Cup team. We played together at uh, New Mexico. As my four man, whew, I got to go with uh, my man, Wendell McInnes. He's a New Mexico State Hall of Fame uh, player. He was a double-double machine. Uh, jump out the roof from you know Oakland the Bay Area uh as my five man uh you, you're not gonna put the six eight guy that you play with the Sam Bowie or something like that that's six. that's what I was that's what I was gonna say I, yeah <laughs> I, I put I put him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is uh Hamadou Rahman yeah he uh yeah monster like he at New Mexico State he was Yeah, it was a beast. Uh, my sixth man. Uh, so, so Montreal, some love, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> my sixth man. Ah. Yeah, ah. I, I, I gotta redo another one. Redo another one. <laughs> yo, sorry, so, yo, sorry. <laughs> I gotta redo my other one. For me, the best player I've seen, that I've seen to my, with my own eyes, was Amza. Amza, Amza, Migo. Shout out to Amza. Okay. Yeah. He was... Uh, the best player I've seen. And I still, you know, I, I, every time he, he was 10 years ahead of his time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's somebody that I was like, wow. And then, uh, you know, Godson. Mm -hmm. I've never wow. seen somebody like, like him. Um, so now I'm giving you talent, but I'm not giving you like my top five. But, like <laughs> talent wise, Oh, yeah. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Uh, okay. We keep keep going. Or we just uh, hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, uh, who else? Shit, Chris Joe, man. Chris Joseph. Mm -hmm. Really, really talented. Um. Uh, I got another guy, Penny the Great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Penny, you know Penny the Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penny the Great was somebody that you know. I was like, wow, he's nice. Okay. Uh, Winchell, Michelle. Nah, nah. Oh, they didn't make the list. They didn't make the list. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got something. Winchell too, man. Winchell is, uh, is an all-time great. You know, he which I was really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, Richard too, man. Richard the uh, sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. He's more than a sharpshooter. Yeah, that's his crazy. Yeah. You know, get you with that crossover. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh, I want to play. Um, this game is called Start Bench Cut. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna give you three uh, three things. You got to start one, bench one, and cut one. Okay. So All one. Right. So one is. 
playing at Page, that stack team you guys had, I remember, you know, Page. Um, being able, I guess, um, New Mexico State, uh, your two championships that you won, and, and being able to go to March Madness, that whole, I guess, all that. And the third one is being able to play pro and still play pro. Uh, so, so start, bench, cut, uh, shit. I got, I got to go start with Page, you know? Ah. Because, you know, that's where it's all started. Bitch. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta put uh, March Madness. Okay. If that's something that, yeah, not, not too many people can yeah. going to experience or yeah. did experience. And cut. Uh, oh. To cut, shit, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a nothing. Oh, it's good, bro. Oh man, all right, man. Listen, Ernst, man, it's been it was a pleasure having you on here. You know, talking about your basketball journey. You know, I I don't know if you know it, but you've opened doors for not just Montreal Ballers, but across Canada. You know, and you 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 opened doors. I just want to sh show you the love, the appreciation that you know that not just this generation, but also my generation. You know that you know watching you was an honor you know and being able to do what you were doing and coming from the areas that you came from you know the like park x my and all and being playing where you are and doing the things you're doing now you know it's really really it's i can say it's it's amazing to see you know and i really appreciate your time and coming on here and talking to us man i really appreciate that Merci, merci encore d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Comme, comme c'est à dit, personnellement, t'es es une légende à Montréal, puis au Canada, tous les efforts que t'as fait. Comme, il n'y a pas beaucoup de personnes qui peuvent dire qu'ils ont fait qu'est-ce que t'as fait. Puis, maintenant, tu vois, il y a beaucoup de jeunes qui vont dans la NBA, NCA et tout. Puis, euh, je pense que la plupart savent, puis ceux qui ne savent pas, ils vont regarder ton interview dans ton podcast, ou ils vont regarder ce podcast-là, puis ils vont savoir que Ernst était là, puis c'est lui qui a pas. Parkex, mais Montreal North on the map, too. So, <laughs> so merci encore d'avoir accepté l'invitation. And thanks for, for, for you guys. You know, y'all brothers to me, you already know. Uh, uh, I love what y'all doing. Keep doing what y'all do. And, uh, you know, anything to help, you know, the community, to help Montreal, to help Canada, you know, I'm for it. And I want to thank y'all for, you know, bring everybody together because before it was kind of like he's doing this he's doing that but yeah. now it's like we have a new mindset and it's like we all together we all get better we all uh gonna improve together as you know people so you know i want to thank y'all for that and changing the way that we can do it together respect man appreciate it and like i said before we're gonna have all your info in the in the info section, you know, about your, uh, the stuff that you're doing, trying to help, helping the kids, the, the booklet coming soon, coming out this weekend. So if you guys want to reach out to Ernst, we'll have his contact info there too, you know, because like, well, like you said, we're all helping each other. We're all one community, you know, so one love. And to our listeners, to everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe. Once again, I'm Seth Amoa, a.k.a. Essay. I'm Kenny Zolomu, a.k.a. A.k.a. Freaky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned for our next episode.